Welcome to Amajin's podcast, the podcast that brings you thought-provoking discussions and captivating stories from around the world. I'm your host, Captain P, with my fellow co-hosts, Tina Zinjo. On this show, we explore a wide range of topics, from technology and sport to art, culture, and everything in between. Our goal is to inform, entertain, and inspire you, our amazing listeners. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing at home, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's dive into the captivating world of Amajin's podcast. Always make sure to subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media, on our Facebook page at Amajin's Podcast for the latest updates, also on our YouTube channel at Amajin's Podcast. Thank you for joining us and let's get started. Today, welcome to another episode of Amajin's podcast. I want to welcome my lovely co-hosts, Tina and Joe, to another exciting episode of Amajin's. We've got lots in store today, some funny topics, some very serious, heartfelt topics, which we'll discuss about. But hey, how has been your week, gentlemen? Tina's, how's been your week? Joe, how's been your week? Mine has been fantastic. Captain, how are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Tina's, how are you? Good, good, Baba. Great week. Obviously, a lot of um, nerves going around uh, with the smoking election, but uh, we, we've been, I was all right. <laughs> you look all right. Look at that big smile on your face. You look, good. You look all right. I think you, I think your side won, maybe, because looking at that big smile. <laughs> oh, oh, when you talk about football, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. definitely. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So, everyone knows how we, how we do it. This, you know, we start with our weekly Premier League review. We'll talk about a couple of games in the Premier League and review next week, next week. Woo, next week, there's one of the biggest games of the season. Look forward to that. Arsenal, Man United, week four, match day four. But we'll talk about match day four next week on another episode of Armour Gents. So let's start with the results. Tina's is pretty happy there. Chelsea 3-0 against newly promoted Luton. Maybe that's Chelsea's level, hey? Relegation battle area. Listen to this guy. Listen, listen, listen to this guy now. <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool did a number on Newcastle. I told, I told you, Eddie Howe is gonna be shown out. The pressure is gonna be on Eddie Howe very soon. Ten men, Liverpool. Darwin Nunez a brace. St James's Park. Manu, we scraped through again. Another victory at Old Trafford. We scraped through three-two. Man City. This, you know, the steam train is just going on and on. Unbeaten. 2-1 at Sheffield. So, gents, you saw your teams. I'll get Joe to talk about Liverpool, his his love. I'll get Tinas to talk about Chelsea. Tinas, we'll start with you. Look, man, to be honest, I think out of it all, I think a very, very great uh, performance from Raheem Sterling. I think he's, with Pochettino, he's really coming back to his old self from when he was in Man City. I think he was the star of the show. He managed to get the goals that we needed. And, and yeah, I mean, three three goals in two matches now. I think he's really showing the improvement that's needed for, from that quality of player. And, yeah, hopefully 
going forward. We'll see more of that good stuff. But overall, yeah, great performance. Jackson, uh, again, playing very good football. So let's see how the team goes. We don't want to, you know, preempt <laughs> a lot of what we're expecting, but... Luton Town. I have not blown it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but they, Luton is playing good football, though. No, that should be said. They are playing good football. No, no, it was a good result for Chelsea. Pochettino, yeah. I think, needed the win. win yeah. Third, third game in, match day three, so it's a good win for Chelsea. Joe, how did you see Liverpool play? Liverpool was not playing very well this time. They were under the pump with Newcastle. And even uh, the goals, we won, but it was uh, opportunistic goals that we got uh, because uh, the possession was uh, in favor of Newcastle and we were scrap by scrapping to actually get those goals. And yeah. I think, you know, you revert back to us to our preview of the Premier League. I spoke about Eddie Howe. Yeah. Two games now against the big boys. He's yeah. been showed out. Uh, Liverpool were man down and they still won at St. James's Park. So yeah. it's something about Eddie Howe. I don't think, you know, he will last in this role. It's obviously, as I said, at the start, you didn't wish that on any man. But in terms of the expectations and the money which has been poured into Newcastle, I don't think he's the man for the job. He, Liverpool should have been taken apart if it was another yeah, team. Yeah, I expected uh, like a 4-0. And especially with them taking the lead. They had the lead and Liverpool yes. like, you know. Another team, yes, people say Eddie Howe is tactically astute, all that stuff and everything. But hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I think his team is still playing counter-attacking, you know. Liverpool just sat back and congrats to Darwin Nunes. All right, I'll move to my team now, Man United. <laughs> it was another shit performance. Let me I tell can you about see the that. excitement. It was another shit performance. Again, issues in the midfield. Look, third game in, we won't be hysterical uh, like the Arsenal supporters who drew 2-2 with Fulham. But, hey, you know, going two goals down in four minutes. Again, we had to come back. So, look, this team, it's decent at home. It's strong at home. But, hey, the performance, the performance was pathetic. Uh, tried to watch the game. I just knocked out on the couch. Maybe it was a few glasses of whiskey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it was a terrible performance. Again, you know, we had to survive on, you know, one man, two man show. But yeah, we'll see how the season pans out. If if it continues like this again, Eddie Howe, Ten Hag will be on the hot seat. There's a lot of pressure. There's a couple of good coaches out there. You know, you've got that Brighton coach. Again, he may be lost against West Ham, but he's a young, vibrant coach. So there's a lot of pressure out there for some of these coaches. So it's going to be an interesting season. So what are your thoughts about Man City, gents? Is the league done and dusted? Three games, three wins? I think they're still going strong. And there are indications that they might be untouchable this season if they continue at this pace. And they're not even their, their best player. One of their best players, Kevin De Bruyne, is injured for, for four months. Four months, yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. man, I think, I think uh, Pep is putting the work. He's, he's solidified his squad. They lost a few players, obviously, to transfers and what have you. Well, they didn't lose. They actually sent them out. But look, the squad itself is looking good. They're still intact. They still have the confidence, you know, taken from last season, obviously, the winning that championship. So 
look, they seem to be the team to beat this season. <laughs> Definitely, they seem to be the team to beat. But yeah, you know, we always say football is round. It goes yeah. in any direction. So let's wait and see how how things happen. Yeah, look, let's see how it goes. So look, next week again, we've got a f- interesting fixtures happening, exciting fixtures for those who like them. We've got Liverpool hosting Aston Villa. That'll be an interesting game. Unai Emery, he's, you know, sit back, counter-attack coach, absorb the pressure. Liverpool will be buoyant after their good win at Newcastle. Arsenal, man, you, that's the biggest game of the weekend. I think biggest game of the last. <laughs> Whether yeah. we've not been winning the league since, yeah. you know, one of the big games, everyone wants to watch that. Whether you're a Chelsea supporter or a Liverpool supporter, people want to watch an Arsenal, Arsenal man, new game. Man yeah, but, but do you think uh, Manu stand us now? Yeah, I think so. I think so. This game, we're, we're not very good away from home, but I think this will be a catalyst for a good away for this game. I think we'll sneak a 1-0 victory or a 2-1 victory against Arsenal. I like the fact that every everywhere you walk in, any room you walk in where there's football being spoken about, there's always that Manchester United supporter who's full <laughs> of confidence who's speaking the facts, who's speaking the, well, the so-called facts. Um, I really I really want to see this happening, you know? So I, I want to see this Arsenal match so that we can come back and talk about this. All right, gentlemen, you can wake up at 1.30 a.m. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time, Australian Eastern Standard Time, 1.30 a.m. You can watch the game. It'll be a good game. Monday morning, I'll be at work. I don't know what I'll be doing. I think I'll be surviving <laughs> okay. with coffee. After we'll be dozing off. I'll be dozing off because I'll be up and alert for this game. No, no, I'm a piano this weekend. I'll be ready for my game on Monday morning, <laughs> fully rested. So we've got Man City at Fulham, Chelsea hosting Nottingham Forest, Burnley hosting Tottenham. So there's a few good, interesting games. So those people want to bet, go on your betting sites, visit them, throw a, a punt on anything. Throw a punt on Fulham, winning at Etihad. That might be a good win for you on the weekend and you enjoy yourself. So that's the Premier League roundup. I know some people are itching to talk about a fun topic at the moment. Wait, wait, wait. Before, oh, before, before you move on, sorry. Before you <laughs> move on, just, I just noticed something as I was just going through the, you know, the social media. Do you guys notice that Messi has got a bodyguard that is following him everywhere he goes, even when he's on the pitch? The Navy SEAL bodyguard, the former Navy SEAL. Yeah, he's everywhere. Like, even if Medici runs down the line, he goes there as well. If the celebrator go, he's there. It's crazy, oh. but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, everywhere I, he I, goes, that guy, as, as yeah. soon as he gets off the bus, he's, he's with him. Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the messy fever. Look, he's in the Americas. You know, there's a lot of support from the Latin American community, South American community. So, you know, he's big. You know, we we see Messi as big and we're on the other side of the world. So imagine yeah. from that particular community or ethnic group, how big he is in that area. So I believe he deserves the protection. I think, I think they were a bit shocked with when he went to do his personal shopping. I think he was thinking he was gonna have that freedom. Of course, when he was playing in Europe, he couldn't do that. I think yeah. in America, it's ten times that what he's getting, what he used to get in Europe. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my opinion. My fanaticism, very big in the states. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, "Is this a meme? Is this a joke?" And I, was <laughs> I like, thought it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is crazy. 
It is. And this Navy SEAL, he's a big bloke as well, man. And he's running up and down the pitch, man. Former Navy SEAL, man. Yeah. Inter Miami are protecting their investment. And again, congrats again to Messi. He won Inter Miami's first trophy. I think that was last week. Yeah. The MLS Cup. So the season will be starting soon. So we'll see how the Inter Miami will go. Are they going to be MLS champions because of Messi? The Messi effect will continue to monitor that as usual. Because mm. we've got a Messi, a Messi fanboy. <laughs> and his name is Tinas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I feel, I feel like he's really he's really made a dent, you know, a, a change in, in that team. And, um, you know, I think when he joined the team, they were like second from last or something like that. And then, you know, as soon as he came in, they now, you know, they seem like the contenders. So it's, it's good to see a player of that uh, of that stature coming and change things as we expect him to do. He's doing his job. So, yeah, kudos to him. Kudos to him. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. No, thank you, gents. Always good talking about sports. So let's get through to some entertainment before we get to some hard-hitting stuff. Again, rumors were circulating on the weekend <laughs> about Steve Harvey, the man who was on social media, on the internet, giving us uh, advice about relationships. <laughs> and, and the rumor, the rumor mill says uh, his wife Marjorie, Marjorie Harvey, cheated on him with the apparent bodyguard and chef. This was what's circulating on social media. And they've rebuffed it, rebuffed this. Based on an article on news.com.au, which talks about the comedian hits back at world cheating claims and on Yahoo, both Steve Harvey and the wife deny internet rumors that she had an affair with the bodyguard and a parrot chef. Gentlemen, what do you say about this topic? Is this people just want to <laughs> create a bit of noise? Is this some PR stunt from Steve Harvey and his group or Marjorie Harvey and her group? Is there something to put, you know, you know, there's a lot of factors which may be in play here. Oh, it may be true. You know, Steve Harvey watching on some of his YouTube stories says, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I leave to go and do my radio show. After my radio show, I go and do some of the family feud TV shows. It's not back till 10 o'clock. So who knows? Between 4 a.m. and 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's enough time. <laughs> I open the floor to you, gents. <laughs> Oh man, eh, I think it's image management from the Harvey's because, uh, you know, from my perspective, uh, you know, a wise man that I was speaking with pre-production was saying that there's no smoke without fire. <laughs> so these rumors, I think eh, they're trying to dump it down, but, eh, you know, with the nature of our a women, it's possible. It's possible. It could have happened. But now my question is... Can you, can you elaborate a bit more about the nature part of the women? <laughs> the nature part of it is uh, they've got a primitive monkey branching, which is inherent in them. As in what? Those are big terms. Can we simplify it? So it... Monkey branching is they are always looking for something better. So in a hypergamous way, meaning that if it is the bodyguard, 
maybe he is, uh, you know, like I usually want to say, he's well endowed and he is capable, more capable than Harvey. So, he, you know, you can't, you can't pass it, you know? That woman is a cougar, man. <laughs> yeah. She's a cougar. She looks good. She's in a, you know, in the later part of her year, she's looking good. Obviously, because of the husband's money, he's sitting on $400 million. She's, she can easily get 200 of that 400. So, you know, obviously, these women have nothing better to do besides shopping, whatever. So my, my feeling is, uh, once in a while, because you feel good, you feel like you're on top of the world, you have everything that you have. If something is lacking, you're bound to go out there and get it. And I think maybe there could have been something that was lacking in their relationship that she obviously wanted to get from, she went to get from somewhere else. Like Joe said, look, I think it is just damage control, trying to deny all those things. And I won't be surprised if in a few months or, you know, maybe in a year or so, they actually conclude a divorce. It's, 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 it's actually, you know, they might mend the relationship and then maybe go back to, to, to what they had. But then I feel it's yeah. true. And they're just doing damage control at this point. Yeah. You know, to add on, there's a lot uh, at stake here because his show is dependent on how he is handling his own affairs. His image basically can easily be destroyed and, and you know, it, it does a dent to, to him earning more money or even just getting more shows. So I think that's one of the first things they, they put to mind and say, listen, you're hurting the money here, so you need to just take it easy. And then, you know, but again, our thoughts, because there's so, not a lot of information that has come out regarding my, this. My, my, my perspective is this notion of... <laughs> someone being 100% faithful. Let's let's digress a little bit. <laughs> I see Joe scratching his head. This, this notion of the belief that someone can be 100% faithful, because look, unfortunately uh, for Steve Harvey, we've got the evidence. It's not something which we are talking third hand or Chinese whispers. We've seen some of his videos. You know, it was Marjorie this, Marjorie that, Marjorie this, Marjorie that, Marjorie this, Marjorie that, you know. Uh, and if these rumors are apparently true, if they are true, because there were rumors which are circulating, and they've had to come out and put in a oh. statement, come and st spoken about it. So, not, as the wise man said in the pre-production meeting, there's no smoke without fire. But the issue, the question is, in any relationship, whether a man or a woman, why would someone have the perception of 100% trust in someone they're, they're saying they're married to? or they're in a relationship to. Because someone's feelings and emotions, they change constantly as yeah. they come yeah. and as the day comes. As men, yes, it takes a bit of time. Men's feelings are a process, but for women, it's a day-to-day -day thing. Um, one day they're feeling something, the next day I'm feeling this, the next day I'm feeling this, the next day I'm feeling that. So why would yourself as a man put yourself out there to become a pioneer of good relationships a pioneer of a good marriage, like what Steve Harvey was doing. Why would you put yourself out there at the forefront? It's a niche market, man. <laughs> That's why it's money. It's a niche market. He's, 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 he's found where he's comfortable speaking on, and he's taken it. We could argue anything else, but that's, that's the reality of things. He, you know, he settled in where he thought, this is what I can speak on. And yeah. then obviously... He clearly may be coming from because he's had how many? I think Marjorie's his third wife, I think. Yeah. So he's clearly had issues with his with his marriage life and his love life or whatever. You, 
but he thought maybe this is the place Eat. where I can I can you know just speak about and unfortunately <laughs> if it's true that uh Marjorie did you know sleep uh, with the bodyguard then it's unfortunate for him he's looking yeah. at losing uh, the bodyguard is the chef and the chef too Marjorie do you want to taste some of this honey she... <laughs> that dude probably did some shrimp Adam made it tasted bro <laughs> made it tasted <laughs> Boys, you know, uh, what you are saying is something that can be going through someone's head. Let's say just, you know, for the discussion's sake, yeah, it's a reality. It happened. What could be going through Steve's head right now? Is he imagining a, how she was performing during the act or... Is the chef better than the guard, or is the guard better than them all? I think ah, look, I think that's it drives worst, that's, someone that's, crazy. That's one of the worst things to think about. You know, you know, if it but happens, you can't help it. Anything, yes, you can't help what it. Performance. What is the size like? Was she? <laughs> no, I, I think for him, I think for him, it's more. It's, it's more. Was she biting the teeth? The sheets, you know. I think it's more. It's more the the act itself that she did it, because he has other things to worry about. Fuck, man, he's, yeah. he's looking at losing money. Brother, brother, he's looking at losing endorsements. I don't think he will lose endorsements because she cheated. I think she, he will lose half of whatever he's got, and then on top of losing half of that. You also lose his mind. And then you also lose your mind. Of course, <laughs> whatever money you get from endorsements, you might get a permanent alimony after that. That Damn! You know, this discussion can lead us to many ways. This about a pre-nup and post-nup. Oh. Yeah. That's a discussion for another day. No, yeah. let's just touch on it a bit. Let's just touch on it before. Yeah. Because we, we've got something serious to talk about. So let's just have a bit of fun. We've talked about mm. Premier League. Let's have fun with this one. Pre-nup, post-nup. If you've been married for 15, 14 years, 20 years, and you don't have a prenup and things are successful, <laughs> would you walk up to the kitchen counter and say, honey, I want a post-nuptial agreement? Maybe touch on a post-nuptial. I think a lot of people have heard of a prenup, but not a post-nuptial. post-nuptial agreement is an agreement where people have already been married for many years or whether it's a year. <laughs> And you decide to say, look, both of you are successful. One has got a career in whatever field. Another person has got a career in another field. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's agree whatever assets we got, you get those assets. I get these assets. Uh, would, is it something where someone would say, you don't trust me? Or are we protecting each other in the event that something happens? Well... Pre or post, I think. I think when you when you get to a celebrity status that he has gotten to, or you start earning the amount of monies that he was earning, you need some sort of agreement because I don't know what does she do. I don't know what she does, but he clearly gets the bulk of the income in the household. So you stand a you know, chance to lose that money simply because you want to be in love with somebody, uh, or you love the person that you're with. And and like Joe was saying, you will go crazy. Four hundred, you're losing half of four hundred or even more. It's just crazy, man. And then on top of that, you could even start losing all the income that you get afterwards. I was I was reading. I think Halle Berry is a very good example of 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 that. 
she she she's having to pay her husband some amount of money per month and then whenever she earns a certain income that's over i think 2 million she pays him like 4.5% of that of that of that value that's crazy every time you earn something you have to give somebody simply because you chose to be in love with them it's it's it's, it's crazy so it, it's not even about celebrity status even your hard work as an individual, whether you're earning fifty thousand a year, hundred thousand a year, I believe a nuptial agreement, whether it's prenup or postnup, it's something. I think a sales point you can talk if, if you know you're, you're fortunate enough your partner has got their own career, whether it's male or female partner, is to say, look, hey, you know, I want the best for your future. You've got your career in X industry, Y industry. I've got my future in Y industry, X industry. Let's have this agreement. You know, the family home, for example, is what we sell and we divide. X Y car, X Y car, we sell, we divide. I've bought, you know, my Ram Ute. <laughs> it's my Ram Ute. <laughs> bro, she wants that half of that, bro. <laughs> yes. So in that situation, if you are discussing the postnuptial, like now everything that you have it's split into half and then anything after that agreement is what will be within that agreement anything before the agreement is 50 50. but it's negotiable if the other party agrees yeah to say everything which we've done from the start up to now mm -hmm. you know you take this you take that you take this the kids get this, the kids get that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a discussion which people really need to have. Yeah. In their modern world, look, the world is different. There's DMs, there's Snapchats, there's WhatsApp. You know, <laughs> husbands or wives could track because someone was supposed to send a letter or call on a landline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now with the advent of technology, you don't know who's in your partner's DM. You don't know your platforms like Snapchat, everything disappears you, after you reading. Know, you don't know who's in your partner's Snapchat. You don't know who's in your partner's Twitter. So you're not going to go through and say, right, today I'm having a session. I'm going through all the TikToks. I'm going through all the Instagram DMs. I'm going through all the WhatsApp messengers. I'm going through all the Facebook messenger. <laughs> I'm going through all the emails. You see, you see what I'm talking about? Text messages. So look, no disrespect to Steve, he is a busy man and he can't follow up on all those things. So mm -hmm. it's something which I believe is good, whether you haven't done it before the wedding, before the signing of this marriage certificates. I don't I don't think he had. So it's something which people Sad. need to look at prenup, post now. People, you know, disparage you to say, Oh, you're already predicting that your marriage is gonna end badly. But man, you know, you've woken up at 4 a.m. She, she or he hears that alarm ringing and you're struggling to get out of bed because you've gone for a bender the night before, but you have to wake up on Monday morning because you've got to be on the grind. You know what I mean? You, you've spent, you finished at 10 o'clock at night. Like what do we do at Amagen's podcast here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a discussion. I think what Joe said, it's it's really a bigger discussion for another day. So, look, as I said, we are we're just following the the discussions on social media, the the, the current affairs. Steve Harvey, it's alleged that the partner cheated. They've come out with a statement that it's all fake news. 
Joe and Tinas have commented on their opinion. But hey, I think the best part of the comment was just the imagination. What was she doing with that chef? What was she doing with that bodyguard? That just kills you before you get to the $200 million loss you might have in a divorce. And that's the worst part of the divorce. Even if you mm-hmm. no fault, it's called a no fault divorce. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's, who's at fault. You still get half of the assets. Wow. Yeah. For his sake, for his sake, I hope he has something in place because you just go crazy. You're losing twice. Your wife's just been banged and you're losing the money. And who knows what else you stand a chance to win. Probably your favorite house. It's, it's quite sad. Unfortunately, it's the reality of life. It happens to the best of us. And it is what it is. Fantastic discussion, man. Look, we started about it as a joke and segue to a few things, prenups, postnups. You know, always a pleasure to have these discussions with these three gents. All right, gents, let's get into the nitty gritties. All right, I'll, I'll bring Joe's favorite man, <laughs> Thomas Sankara. <laughs> uh, yes. Thomas Sankara says we must choose either champagne for a few or save drinking water for, right? Sun Xu from China says an evil man will burn his own nation to the ground to rule over the ashes, right? These are just metaphors or statements which have come out from great men, great men, wise statements. It's not alluding to any particular individual. But as we segue into the discussion of the Zimbabwean election, a lot of people have their hopes. A lot of people messaged us some uh, reposted our tweets on Twitter, some contacted us through some of our mailing platforms. And their disappointment in the election results, some were jubilant. We accept all feedback. They are jubilant, they're hurt, they're dejected, um, you know, the excited about, you know, <laughs> the future of another five years with uh, President Emerson, His Excellency, I might say His Excellency, President Emerson Nangagwa. In commiserations to the opposition leader, Nelson Jamisa, as it stands right now, uh, we understand there may be some legal challenges. But yeah, I'll open the floor to the gentleman before I, I give my own points. I'll get my co-hosts, Tina's and Joe, they're chopping at the bit to talk about this election, what their thoughts are, what was missed, what are the opportunities, what's the future of the country until 2028. It's another five years whether we have a new government or whether we have the existing government, what does the future hold for Zimbabwe? Joe, Tinas, open, the floor is open to you. Look, I think, I think from what I said last week, just before we broke the last episode, I want alluded to having organic votes because as is passed in Zimbabwe, there's always an issue of rigging and things like that. So, Votes, in all fairness, I thought CCC would win. I still hold that because I think we all all heard of the stories of what was happening. FAZ, people, intimidating people, or allegedly, because we were not on the ground, so we don't really know how things really work. But from what we could see from the videos that were posted and some of the information that was passed through, I believe, you know, organizations like FAZ had we're doing things that could be called as, um, what's the word, coercing people or intimidating people. Because what's the point of re- recording somebody who has just passed their vote? What is, what is the point in doing that? You could call them exit polls, but 
can't we do a better job in, in ensuring that we get those exit polls? Why in this manner? Where you have to write somebody's name? Yeah, can I just come on that point? You know, I think we, you know, we voted here where we are staying overseas out of Zimbabwe, where you just get an exit poll. I think some of this ridiculous, what ZEC had to say, you shouldn't be within 300 meters of a polling station. I mean, we've gone to vote and, you know, the labor or the coalition people are right by the door of the polling station. They're yeah. giving you a how to vote card. You yeah. know, we we understand this transparency in this democracy and exit poll. They ask you who you've voted. Oh, I voted liberal. You know, I, I hate, you know, Albanese that whatever prime minister, I hate, you know, Scott Morrison, the former prime minister. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just walk away. You've said your bit and you've walked away. Like what you're alluding about, getting people's ID numbers. Yeah. That just just sounded weird. But what where were they doing that most? In the rural areas. In the rural, exactly. Not in the suburb, in yeah. the rural areas. So, well, in the, when the suburbs, they had uh, people come through and in some of the places, they had people come through and, you know, just uh, topple their desks take away the books or take away their banners. The sad thing is some of those banners were actually written down, some appear on them, actually. Some of the videos that we saw. So what are we saying? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's quite sad, but yeah, that's the reality of the, of the situation that was on the ground. In some places, we actually heard that people would be, uh, would go walk up to the, the polling stations. They had names of the people who were supposed to vote from their polling stations. Why? Again, I don't know. But if you check your name on it, your name would not be there. And I think uh, one of the people who who alluded to this was, I think his name is Blessing Klanger. I think Dara, he's probably known as Dara. He, he does Heart and Soul TV thing. And he spoke on this and he said, I had to walk to three different polling stations to check my name and my name was not all there. And then when I went back to the initial one where I thought I was supposed to vote to, I then decided to just walk in. And behold, my name was there and I ended up having to vote. But if it was somebody who was not, you know, ready to to to, to find out what was really going on, they could have easily just walked away and said, my name was not there. So these so are some of was the... That, was that affecting only the ruling party supporters or all the voters? Whichever way it affected and it shouldn't be the issue. Because at the end of the day, why are you putting names outside? If if I have registered to vote, my name should be on it. Yes. Regardless, if I have done it, my name should be on it. So, and, and again, we'll come back to Tina's before Joe jumps in. Joe is jumping at the bit. What Tina is <laughs> saying is that if you live in a particular district or a particular area or constituents, your name is on every polling station. Right? We're not talking. We're not saying Zimbabwe is the perfect election, but we're talking giving other examples of some supposed democracies yes they may not be democratic because you know their media allegiance to the left of politics or to the right of politics or to a particular gender but yeah. i can vote in in a supermarket i can vote at a primary school i can vote at a gym if it's a polling yeah. station because my yeah. name has been printed everywhere yeah right and then if they want to see that oh you know Captain P has voted in five different polling stations. They've got the data and they can mm-hmm. send me a fine after. Actually, I think what happens like in Australia, I've, I've not voted here, but I heard people who were speaking on this and they were saying, you can vote anywhere you want to, but your vote is going to be re- regarded as a postal vote. 
So if you vote in an area that you're not supposed to be voting for, you still can vote, but it's going to be treated as a postal vote yeah. where it's sealed and then sent to the to the to the to the you know correct constituency, correct constituency to, to where you were, but still you voted. Yeah, so this whole idea of <laughs> diaspora can't vote. We look that, that's another discussion which we're bringing in a minute. We'll get Joe to give his commentary, his thoughts. Um, I'm saying uh, we've always had these complaints about uh, irregularities in uh, in the voting processes and everything, but uh, we are expecting change from things that we've known that there won't be any change, all right? So we are doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting different results. We know with uh, elections, we won't be able to get the results that we want. So we have to find other means. However, in saying that, I was just going through the internet and I was reading the statement from the U.S. Embassy uh, saying that uh, the after the announcement of uh, you know the declaration of uh, Amazon as the duly elected, <laughs> they are saying that they commend the Zimbabweans for for the peacefulness uh, during the time of uh, voting. Uh, however, there are some reports from SADC and other mission observers. Uh, citing problems with transparency, independence, fairness, and credibility with the electoral process. Yeah, that said, what is that going to change when he's already been declared? It's happened before, and it's going to go through the courts, and we're going to be going back and forth, and they run the courts, they run the judiciary systems. So... We might see ourselves two years down the line going to through the course for the same issue. And he's already finished his, his fifth term. So why not sit back, join hands together, and build Zimbabwe? And let be bygones be bygones. Uh, I thought I think I think that take take is very dangerous because you're saying um people shouldn't shouldn't speak on what would have happened. And you're probably, you know, alluding to the fact that people, it's similar to saying, why, why go and vote in the first place? If you know they're going to do it, why, why go and vote? So what are we really saying? Because <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's that take by Joe. Uh, I think we, it needs a robust response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That take is, there's so many irregularities which SADAC, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which we're not talking about AU, we're not talking about EU. SADAC, mm -hmm. which is the closest body to mm -hmm. Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. right? Let's make one thing very clear Zimbabwe is a landlocked country, mm -hmm. right? This notion of about, you know, Zimbabwe being a true fair for trucks and true fair for XYZ, some of these countries have improved themselves. They've, last week we were talking about the Kazungula Bridge, you know. Zambia doesn't need to come through Zimbabwe anymore. South mm -hmm. Africa doesn't need to come through Zimbabwe anymore. And mm -hmm. your closest allies are saying that there are many irregularities. And they've mentioned that judges were paid, right? Mm -hmm. Because this was put out on the on the on the on the on the news platforms, whether yes. you may call them opposition friendly news platforms. Mm -hmm. But the government did not come out and deny. Because mm -hmm. it's on their budget papers. Mm -hmm. 
right? right. That they paid judges four hundred thousand US. Right. So before before an election, why weren't yeah. the judges given four hundred thousand dollars in twenty nineteen? Why weren't the judges given four hundred thousand in twenty twenty? Right. So it comes back why to my point. Your point of us saying let's build the country after five years. I'm sorry. Yes. These guys have been, have had forty three years to build the country. And they've done fuck all. I'm sorry. Right. Right. This is so, an untreated discussion. They've done fuck all for 43 years, right? All right. We still so, got the same roads which Ian Smith built. built. Mm -hmm. We still got some of the facilities which mm -hmm. Ian Smith built. They say that they are a post-liberation struggle party. Right. So but give us a solution. Give us a solution. The solution. Like, can be done now? The solution is for either we have a rerun to the election. <laughs> right? No, no, no. Look, your closest allies have said that. Yes. A rerun to the election. I am saying that that's the right thing to do, right? But is it going to be taken by, you know, those people that we want to abide by the law? No. You just said they bought the, the judges. And if we go the legal route, the judges are already bought. So we are fighting a lost battle. Chris Muchangwa was saying, guys, you will not win in the ballot or even through the legal channels. You won't win. The only way you can win is through arms. So what are we saying? We, 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 people take arms? Why not? The first thing, the first thing, I know it's, it's going to be controversial. I know people are not going to be happy. The first thing is the people in diaspora just close your wallets, right? Don't close your wallet for your parents. Don't close your wallet for your grandparents, right? But if you're able-bodied, if you're between the age of 18 to 60, you can go to work, you can do what you have to do. Don't call someone who's in the diaspora and asking for money. Okay, sanctions, yeah? Yeah, the diaspora has to, because, right, these gentlemen, mm -hmm. how can a finance minister sit down and say, we've received remittances from the diaspora XYZ, the former finance minister who was, was smacked out of Codre Park, the apparent <laughs> technocrat. We received remittances from diaspora, mm -hmm. but the diaspora has treated as aliens, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying diaspora. If diaspora people want to do it, the diaspora, do it for your parent. Do it for your grandmother. Do it for your grandfather who raised you. Don't do it for someone who's waking up and if they want, if they can't fight for their own freedom from this current regime, they shouldn't text you on WhatsApp and say, send me $100. I want money for a drink. I want Things are hard for me. Go. Go and do something. Because all of us here in the diaspora, we are waking up at whatever time of the hour. And they laugh at us. They mock us. You guys are wiping bums. You guys are doing this. Yeah, you go they're do telling the else. truth. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, yes. Yes, I'm wiping bums. But my life is better. Look at me right now. Yeah. I've got yeah. the Wi-Fi. No, 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 no. no. Let me, Joe, before you respond. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I've got yeah. Wi-Fi right now. You see? You can hear that glass. I'm enjoying yeah. my glass. It's yeah. okay. Right? But what about you who's in there? If you're able-bodied between 18 and 60, don't text people. Fight for your liberation. Fight for your emancipation. Because everyone else has done that. 
and they're working hard for themselves. That's the first step. The diaspora, cut it off. If it's not your parent, if it's not your grandparent, you just say, I'm sorry. Right. I can't. I'm going to jump in now. Go ahead, Joe. I like the idea because it works similarly to what the sanction does to put pressure on the people on the ground. But it brings it back to the issue that even if they are pressurized, if they go and try and do it through the ballot, it's rigged. They can't do it. Their hands are tied. The only way it has to push them to the edge that they can actually take arms, go into the streets and do it through the, the you know, uh, bloodshed, right? If mm. they are not prepared to do it that way, like Mutangwa said, if they are not prepared to do it that way, they got to join hands to build Zimbabwe with those that they are not agreeing that they're in power legitimately. Because what we want is progress. If they don't want progress through that way, the, 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 the government of national unity, whatever, uniting together, take arms. Yeah, but ZANU-PF doesn't want a government of national unity. They, yes. Yeah. So take arms. Why okay. not? So, you know, there's no need to take arms. The quickest way of, 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 of stifling ZANU-PF is, uh, is uh, Captain P, Tina's, just withholding and saying, Mom, I'll send you this money. How much look, do you need, Mom, for food? No, look, guys, guys, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, let's, let, let's not miss the fact here. The fact of the matter is, ZANU-PF will always have access to funds regardless. Whether we send remittances or not, they will always have access to funds. And us not sending money is just going to, you know, cause detriment to, to, to our relatives, friends, whatever you, because they need that money because they are not jobs, like you're saying. There are no jobs. There's nothing to do there. So they need that money. What happens with an organization like or a party like ZANU-PF is the Chinese come in with a deal. They want this mine. They know where that they could get off that mine. 15 billion. They give it away for 600 million. This is what what is allegedly happening, where deals are being done under the table or, or deals are being done with people who benefit from easily undercharging what that deal could easily have become. Instead of building roads, instead of building this, instead of building that, they're not doing that. They're just simply saying, listen, okay, we'll give you $10 million and you just push the deal through. So I think this is where the this is where it hurts the most for people on the ground where even if they try to vote for people they want it in power they're still that that election is still allegedly being st stolen from them and then after that election is stolen from them even for the people that have voted for 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 the people to stay in power they still don't get anything yes and they turn around they're being given $5 $10 to go and cause Ahem. Chicken in. Yeah, it's it's really 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 we'll, sad. We'll come back to the to the election results, but the apparent results which the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission released, Edi Munangawa got fifty two percent of the vote. Yeah, opposition leader got the forty four percent. Yeah, what has the country improved in that His Excellency has got a two percent gain? in voter popularity. 2% of the voters increased from 2018 to 20. What, what has Zimbabwe improved? We're not talking about basic essentials because the airport is a basic essential, right? Mm -hmm. 
what has Zimbabwe improved in five years? So that the government has, has gained two percent. That does not really matter. What matters is the messaging during the campaign yeah, and how manifesto. manifestos, how the message was uh, passed on to the no, people and the apparatus and everything. You, you said they had a message. They had no manifesto. They are, they were talking no, about no, no, the no. liberation struggle. No, 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 no. The message that I'm talking about is not a just the message. The chicken in. The five dollars is a message. It's a, it's campaigning. Joe, you're clutching at straws, Joe. We're now talking about <laughs> feeding people. We're talking about you said the message. Can mm. you talk about the message? What what did Zanu PF prove that by 2028 the life of a 31 year old will be better yeah, when they're 36? Uh, look at it this way. They are saying we've built an airport. Well, no, no, some, I'm saying, wait, wait, let me finish. They're saying we've built an airport. We're building the border post. Uh, those things, they can be gazetted there. Uh, you are taking it from uh, someone who is uh, highly literate and you are deciphering some of these things. People, they can be woodwinked. Like I'm saying, they can be woodwinked by $5. They can be woodwinked by chicken in, by a bag of maize, and they vote for the for the incumbent. Yeah. So the electoral process, will, there will not be any change through the electoral process. So are we are we in agreement that the voters rule had six million people, but only four million people voted? What happened to the two million people? Are we are saying voter suppression occurred? No, no, no. This got now. This, that's where what you were saying comes into play, where um, there's got to be a mechanism that ensures that people vote. Like, I, I, again, I'll speak on the Australian setup. If you are eligible to vote and you don't vote, what happens? You guys could better speak on that. What happens? Oh, you get fined. You get exactly, fined. Exactly. So that day when you're supposed to vote, you have to actually just get up and say, you know what, let me go vote because I don't want to get fined. So again, we need systems like that that can hold people to account um, to be able to, to, to vote. And once people know um, that they have to vote, this is when now the opposition came in where they, the opposition failed to even educate the voters themselves to say, guys, there is no lie that, that is being you know, do, do not listen to the lies that are being spoken that we can see your votes when you walk into a polling station because there are videos that went around of people saying this, that we will know your votes because we can count you as you're going in and when you come out, we know that was you. And these are all lies. Like Joe is saying, these are not people who are who are very literate, so they can buy this. But we all know once you vote and you put that paper in, 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 in a ballot box, your vote is a secret. But some people are being told these things and they believe it. People are being told that if, if you fail to do this, they're going to count you and then we'll come for you. Like, that is not right. No disrespect to Joe's hero. So why were we always breaking that Zimbabwe is one of the most educated countries in the world? If people cannot understand the basic fundamentals that your vote is your secret, right? Okay. We, you, we want me to, you want me to respond to that? I'll, I'll give you the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. So literacy, they are level of literacy. You might be university educated, but you're not politically literate. Literate, yeah. You might be PhD educated, 
and you are not financially literate. So the literacy that we are talking about is political literacy. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it, we need people to be educated politically. Yeah. So that we can have real change. Yeah, but okay. whose role is that though? Besides besides Zek, we all know Zek is responsible for you know going out there and educating the people. They clearly are fighting for one side. So who's who who should take the honors now? Who should take that honors then? Because clearly, like we said, Zek is, is not playing that part. This is where I come in and say, listen, the opposition also hasn't done enough. And I think I've said that before. The opposition hasn't done enough for mm-hmm. it to become for it to be able to 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 say we are we're heading for a victory because there's a lot of people out there yeah, still it, needed that sway yes, and it, can they I, can lack I, can i respond their, to that yeah. you can't really talk about an opposition right which was really basically formulated in the last 18 months this opposition has taken uh, the incumbent to the wire and they were formulated under 18 months they were apparently taking their building their party was apparently deciphered by agents of the incumbent. So you can't really talk about Triple C as a party which has had, you know, things for the last five years. When I hear, you know, some of these political commentators who we respect, like your Hopewells, talking about structures, or your Jonathan Moyers talking about structures, this party has been there for 18 months, right? And has taken the incumbent to the wire, all right? Established parties need, you talk, You are talking about Australia here, The Labour Party starts the day they lose the election or the coalition right now with Peter Dutton. They start the day they lose the election. For three years, they have to go and talk about what the other people are doing. This party is at 18 months, clearly meaning that the ruling party is unelectable. No, but these are these are people that are coming from another party. So yeah. if they have not taken, if they can't take a page from the book they used in in MDCT, whatever you or MDC Alliance or whatever you whatever no you want to call it, there's, there's no time to do all that. No, no, no. But my friend, look, we all know what the Zimbabwean political uh, ground looks like. So wherever you, whether you're coming to make CCC, whether you're coming to make DDD. We know what it looks like, and we know what the work has to be done. Like we're speaking right now, yeah, but this is something that has been it, overlooked, it, where you it, say... It, you, there's work which can be done on the grassroots. You can't go to every... Look, let's be realistic. Zimbabwe is a, is a big country for, for its size and with its population, and particularly with the attacks to the opposition. There are some particular villages where you can't go and do the one-to-one, which is which the ruling party is able to do, right? You can't expect people to do that in 18 months. That's a role of a five-year process. I'm not, I'm not defending Triple C. They've got their flaws. I think you've heard me say that, that it's a one-man band. So in short, you're saying they don't have structures because they didn't have time to no. put their... So, so why not step back? So, why do you want to win now when you know you didn't have the right things in order? Why are you going there and expecting a win when you know your things are not in because, order? Because, because the people want a change. The mm-hmm. people want the change. On yeah, the but look, man, it's people right. want a change, it's all right. but we you've got to go out there 
it's all right. and, we, and be organized. Right. Like what was what people were saying, even in our viewer mail, that they want whatever the opposition leader is the president, but they don't want the opposition leader to have two thirds majority, right? Because they don't really trust the opposition leader because of the opposition's leader's personality and character. But <laughs> however, friend, no, 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 no. You can never be handed a presidential election on a silver platter. That's not going to happen. Okay. Because, and I'll keep alluding to this, the CCC had an initial push of uh, of the, the, the what you call it, the momentum that they had from, from before. People who want them. Yeah. That could give them 45, 48%. But what I was yes. saying is true work that should have been done on the ground is the percentage that they'd like them because they had people that just needed this way. There are a lot of people in urban areas who voted for Zanopia the where day. they had strongholds. Then, then, they just needed then, that sway. Then, then I'll, I'll rebuff you on that one. Where uh, His Excellency Edi Munangagwa had his poster boy, the technocrat who came from overseas, the finance minister. He had 6,000 votes in Kodro Park. His Excellency had 3,000 votes. All right. If his MP can get 6,000, right, and he gets 3,000, meaning that the president is unelected, the people didn't want the president. The issue of Zimbabwean politics, they see the leader of African politics. They see the face of, of the person who's on the, what's the English word of, of a Zambia or whatever, whatever, or a t-shirt or whatever. So they look, man, if, if, if we're, people, uh, <laughs> if we're going to come here and argue on, no, on, this, on no, these facts, then, then, you know, what we're just basically saying is maybe CCC should not have been looking for a presidential a victory, they should have been looking for memberships in the House of Representatives. The more they get, the more power they get. If they knew for sure that they're never going to get that, 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 that opportunity to, 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 be, to have their president in place, yeah, then maybe but, they should have been focusing well, on but you members of you parliament that, you and winning that. You understand that Emerson, His Excellency Emerson Nangagwa has not had a primary in ZANU-PF. Do you know that? Yeah. You know that. Yeah, yeah. So clearly meaning that his people in his own party didn't want him. If they could vote for his star boy, I'm just giving you one example. I can bring you other examples of other constituencies. His star boy got 6,000 and he got 3,000. Meaning people in his own party didn't want him. So if 50% of people in his own party using his star boy's example didn't want him. No, 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 bring... no. We don't, we don't okay. have any... No, no, no. Giving you a probability, you can't say don't. You can't say don't bring that probability. No, I'm no, 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 bring the probability, I'm right? The, probability. the, the extra ten thousand could be the CCC people 50%, voting. Fifty. Ah, uh, come on, come on. Yeah. In, in that region, Matibele region, the triple C one twelve zero. Yeah. Right. Fifty percent of his party using that probability didn't want him, and you bring the forty percent from triple C. Mm -hmm. Who's your incumbent president? No, Joe, you appear to be the smart one. You wanted to do, you wanted to disagree with that probability. You know, no, right I'm now. saying no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I wanted to see if you finished because I didn't want to cut you off. No, no, no sorry. There's no need to be a gentleman here. It's a discussion. You can just All come right. In. So I'm saying you're putting probabilities. 
It could be that the 3,000 that voted for the incumbent, where the ZANU-PF supporters, the extra 3,000 that voted for the uh, member, where some of the people who were on the fence, they voted for him because they liked him, even if they are not ZANU-PF supporters. That is a probability as well. So at the end of the day, there are so many moving parts. And collectively, all the numbers, including the Uzumba Maramba Fungwe numbers, those numbers collectively, they make the president win. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Tina. You ran away. <laughs> no, no, just taking a few. <laughs> no, it's all right. We understand. Look, yeah. yeah it's everyone's coming, opinion here. It's everyone's yeah, coming opinion. back to the, to the results, you know, guys, we are, you know, beating about the bush. The results are on V11s, V11s. Where are they? Right. So that's that's one thing that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to even include in in in, in what we're talking about uh, CCC being organized and regularly having things in place. Like right now, there's a there's a there's a tweet that's coming from Jonathan Moyer that is saying Chamisa V11 SOS. So three days after claiming to have all V11s. He now is desperately asking whoever has access to MPs to help him to complete his V11 data set. So he has been saying, he's contesting the results of this election based on V11s that he has. And then now he's calling for people to bring some V11s forth. Like, what are we saying? This is this is easily becoming message. a sham. Yeah, it's mixed message. And at the end of the day, do you really want somebody... With that, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a. You know, I'm. I'm not advocating for anybody here. But I'm just saying, <laughs> what are we? What is this? Let's be prepared. You know, I'll give a very good example of of, of EFF. Just hold on, hold on. Let me give this example of EFF. EFF, no, I think they have been in elections. I think for the past two cycles, they knew their growth was never going to be immediate. So in first election, they got whatever number they got. Second election, they got whatever numbers. They're happy with that. And I'm sure Malema doesn't see himself immediately becoming the president of South Africa. Maybe now, but the first instance, he did not see that. Coming back to CCC, Chamisa thought he was there. His message was about me becoming president. But if you want to be becoming president and you haven't done the groundwork, so where do you think this president is going to come from? You've got to make sure that all the nookies and crannies are closed before you even start talking about, okay, I want to be president now. Because we all know, like Joe was saying, we all know what these people have in store. We all know it. Okay. Can I respond? To me, with Jonathan Moyo, or professor, we'll call him his full title, Professor Jonathan Moyo. Some of his tweets, I'll take them with a grain of salt. Because this man, he's basically, he was, he started to campaign to be a strategist for ZANU-PF. Like he did after apparently becoming an independent for Cholocho, right? He's always wanted to be a strategist for ZANU-PF. So he's a sycophant, right? Who's always wanted. So some of this stuff he tweets, yes, it makes sense. To the to the common people, right? <laughs> some to some of the common people, but him, he's a bit of a sycophant who's always wanted to be part of Zanu PF, right? So, like, he really talking about structures. What do you expect to be done in twelve months? I've given you an example, right? 
the GOP, right? Whatever you call the GOP or the opposition in overseas, it takes three, four years to set yourself up. And you guys are expecting miracles in 12 months. Come on, let's let, let's 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 have a bit of no no no. But but are we saying look? Are we saying you okay? So in this instance, are we saying what you don't understand what the point I was trying to bring through is? No, no, I'm I'm not disparaging your point. I'm disparaging the source of the point. No, but he's quoting somebody else. I think he's it was quoting, uh, Timba. He's quoting some SMSs on 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 how Timba. You, how, how do how do you know those SMSs have not been doctored? Look, well. Again, yeah, we'll go in there a bit. Exactly. That's why I that's why I quoted him. I did not say he's right. I am quoting him. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to come back and say, um, my point is, why hasn't Jamisha then protracted his growth if he's coming into this knowing he's a novice or his party is a novice? So why not protract the growth that you're going to get? Say, listen, we want. 45% of the votes. Say, listen, we want 49% of the votes based on this and this and this. I don't think he has done that. He has just simply said, we want presidents. But presidents comes with a lot of work. Zanopi have put in the work. Even all these fast people that we are talking about, they put them in there. That's work for their part. They put polling agents on Every polling station, they MCCC did not have polling stations on, okay. on all of them. There were 90, question, 90, hold on, there were 90 polling stations that were not contested. Okay, you're talking, 90. About, you're talking about municipal votes. Municipal votes. It does not matter what no, it, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Okay, uh, no, look, so that's why it comes, with, it comes with what I'm talking about that you, it was not protected. I want to respond to that claim, right? So in the court of law, would you give your evidence which you want to present? Because apparently, from what we can see, maybe Triple C wants to go back to the 2018 route which of going to the court. Do you put your evidence on the public domain or you present it to the apparent high court judge who we refer as Justice Malaba? who to some allegedly is compromised because of the $400 payment he received from the ruling party. 400,000. 400,000 US he received from the ruling party. Do you put all your evidence in the public domain or you wait to present it to court and then the public can disseminate to say, you guys wasted our time? Or can you can guys... I ask you a question? Well, I haven't what, finished. What? I haven't finished. I haven't, respectfully, I haven't finished. Do you wait to publish that information in the court and you let the public disseminate? Or you put it in the public forum and then you take it to court? Are you trying to win the court of public opinion or you're the, trying to win the court of the legal argument? And then in the legal argument, you win the court of public opinion. Yeah, okay. Back to you, Tinas. Okay, so uh, where were these people paid, the judges? Do you, does anyone have an idea? Was it early this year or late last year? It was in the beginning of the year, I believe. Uh, yeah, okay, so early last year. So if you are CCC, why do you have a strategy to gather evidence to then take it to a court with a judge who you know has already been paid? It That's lunacy. On... That's lunacy. It speaks on strategy. Again, it comes back to what I was saying. 
they did not have a clear strategy on what they were supposed to be doing. Because clearly, if 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 you know that this judge has already been paid, your 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 the work that you're supposed to be doing is to ensure that everybody, especially if it's going to be rural areas, knows how to vote and knows that no amount of intimidation can stop them from voting for the party that they want. This is voter education that should have been taken by the party itself to the people. Not wait for Zek to do that, because Zek, we know, is playing for the other team. This is what I'm saying. So CCC did not have a clear strategy regarding swing votes. Okay. When you talk about swing votes, now we are getting into a very complex term because swing votes in a situation of <laughs> Zimbabwe is 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 a very much more detailed because swing votes are determined based on people having all the essentials of their lives available to them. You become yes. a swing voter I think, because I think that's that's what I'm alluding to. I spoke of rural areas and I'm now a, and I also spoke about because, swing vote. You've got to, you become a swing voter because you're looking at the party ideology. It's not about what you get in your pocket. You're talking friend, about the party ideology. I That's spoke of two things swing, here. Swing voter. I spoke of rural areas and I also spoke of the swing vote. The swing vote, I think even before I mentioned, there are people who were constituencies that were largely that largely voted for Jamisa. But the, you find the people in that in those con- constituencies that still voted they for voted some PF. pair of members. Exactly. So because those people do know better. Exactly. Yeah. They do know what the what is being spoken about when, when they say Zano PF is going to rule for the next, but they still voted for them. So those are the people that I'm saying there should have been strategy for those people, and there should have been strategy for the rural areas where I spoke of them having to take voter. Uh, registered by uh, what you call it vote voter education, education too yeah all right coming back to your question uh leslie about presenting evidence to the public before the courts a uh, i would say that getting the evidence to the court they're going to delay the process and it's gonna be years before the whole thing is processed however if you go not with the proper or usual channels take the evidence to the people you know publish the evidence to everyone and people will people will understand and they will go to the streets Joker to take their picture in 2018 it didn't take years in 2018 when the, the mdct challenged uh, the matter was heard within days which was publicized live on all your social media platforms where we had where the whatever advocate fulcrum started. So let's not talk about what was the outcome? The outcome, yes, it was whatever. But if the outcome, yes, it was against the opposition. But this time, what do you believe it is? If they bring all the V11s, according to the law, they will have whatever outcome comes out. If you have got the evidence that they brought the acquired V11s, what will be the people's response then? You may laugh, but the, at that time, they did not bring the adequate V11s, which were required. That's what and, Tinas is saying. Tinas is saying, they are saying they've got gentlemen, all the V11s and he's going, you know. Gentlemen, he's saying that he's got the adequate V11s. So let it go through to the court. Why are you disputing for you to go to the court? If the court is compromised, the court is rigged. 
then people can take whatever decision they want to do after the court. But look, people were not motivated in 2018 because the argument was discombobulated, if we use the term of a term. The argument was discombobulated through that advocate, his advocate, Abani Mupov. If they are saying that they've recalibrated in five years, they know what they're going to bring to the court. Let them bring it to the court. But I'm saying you should not have a strategy to say we will then go to court when you know it's already been bought. If you, if you because we have we we've spoken about judges so being paid four hundred thousand dollars. What do you want people to do? What do you want people to do? What do go you to the do? streets. Go. People can't just okay. go to the streets randomly. People need to say, right? We saw that this opposition brought X Y Z. It is better than 2018. I will defend my vote. People were not convinced enough. Remember 2018, the apparent incumbent had a honeymoon period. One. Mm -hmm. People were still jubilant about the departure of your hero. Right? Mugabe. Yeah. One. Two. The apparent opposition had a lot of infighting. Mm -hmm. And they they had confusion. We used your term confusion. Mm -hmm. And they did not bring the required evidence which was needed. Mm -hmm. So let us give them the opposition. Opportunity five years later to bring what they can before the court. We already know that the court has been exposed, right? Mm -hmm. But if a legal proceeding is brought and all the legal minds, whether it's legal minds from overseas, legal minds from SADC, legal minds from the ANC, say Triple C has brought irrefutable evidence, Mm -hmm. we will not agree to this election. Why don't you want to give them the opportunity, right, of that? If they get that opportunity, then people will say, well, we're not saying we're not saying they should not get that opportunity. This juncture, that's all that's that's the only opportunity they have. I'm saying before they had other opportunities they could have explored to say, listen, we want to ensure we bag this, take this victory home. What are we going to do? Let's ensure that this person, this person, this person in this area, in this area, in this area knows exactly what we want them to know. And we want them to know that uh, uh, they can vote. And no amount of intimidation and they've, and is good. they've got that empirical evidence that people apparently, as they are alleging, people were coerced in these apparent rural uh, areas they are focusing. If they've got empirical evidence, which can be presented to the open court, it's yeah. now the matter. We talk, we talk, we just, just, we, just now we spoke of FAZ. What was the, the role of FAZ? We spoke about it. And I think you also clearly stated what exit polls are like here, where you stated that it's just a, <laughs> it's just a matter of, of being asked, who did you vote for? Without taking having to take, you know, IDs or a name, yeah. so yeah. And the other thing is, all these things will be thwarted, you know, because they do have elements that can actually infiltrate the CCC and even destroy some of the evidence, and they will yeah. be found wanting as well. So yeah. we are we are going in circles, you know, trying to use the legal, you know, channels that we know they are corrupt. Mm. So it's doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, which is a very definition of insans- insanity. <laughs> the joy is not happy. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. I, because, because I, I'm, I'm depressed with the outcomes. Because 2018, <laughs> because 2018 uh, it's particularly different to this outcome of 2023. 
Let's give them the opportunity. We already know. The good thing about it is, in 2018, when the result was put by the Supreme Court, yeah, Supreme Court, I believe, by the current justice Malaba in his team, which was extended unconstitutionally. They were not supposed to be extended after this term, which they had. They were supposed to be new justices, but they were extended. But because ZANU-PF had two thirds majority, they changed that. Let's see the outcome. Let's see the evidence of triple C. That's what we are calling for. Anyway, gentlemen, I'll give you closing statements. Let's wrap up. As of uh, the time of our recording, uh, Triple C has said that they will do a press conference uh, on uh, the time of recording at uh, 3 p.m. It's another press conference post what they did on Sunday. So, Tinas, I'll give you the opportunity to quickly close for us. Uh, look, just a closing statement. I think I think I've made my my sentiments clear. Zimbabwe needs a better structure, a better ruling structure. Um, I believe if CCC was going to be the answer, they could have come at this with a better, with a better strategy. Yes, I hear your point that um, they they haven't had time, and we also know that there's a lot of elements that could have been working against against them that have been you know strategized by by the 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 the, the, the ruling party, but. My main concern is they have been coming at this election for the longest time. Chamisa has been in the structures of MDCT for the longest time. He knows the do's and don'ts of politics. He knows the dirty games that are involved with politics. So he, he has a wealth of experience regarding the, the sort of dirty tricks that ZANU-PF can employ. For him to walk into an election with a new outfit, and still not have a proper structure of how they would want to uh, go through with such an election for me i think is ill advised for me it's 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 it was uh, you know just expecting much because of the popularity this is not a popularity contest people could 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 be happy go on the street and do whatever but you've got to ensure that you get those votes that ensure that you become the next president of uh, of the republic uh like i said simple things just voter education just you having proper structures why would you why would you have that many amount of seats it doesn't matter at which level if you're going to sit down for for a university uh, or maybe let me just say a level exam paper but you're coming from 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 all level without having prepared for something then it's your fault if you fail because you're clearly not about ready to sit down for an a-level examination so if he didn't have enough people for him to 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 stage an overwhelming victory over zanu pf that's on him and it's still advised for him to think he can take over simply because he's popular in some areas it's still advised. So I would have just said to him, listen, back to the drawing board, sit down, look at even the smallest of things that need to be done and make sure that those things are done. And then and only then can we say you deserve victory. In this sitting, I think for him, they should have expected a certain percentage of the vote, but not an overwhelming victory of the vote. Because even if you look at the map that has been put out, I think it was on the guy called Freeman Charis. Uh, there was an overwhelming victory. If without us speaking about 
you know, rigging or anything of that sort. I think the, 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 there were yellow spaces and there were green spaces that were doing for ZANU PF and yellow spaces for for CCC. Yeah, but, it's mostly Matebelele yeah, not yeah, that that yeah. that voted for CCC. Yeah, but do you remember that those are areas with larger populations in terms of a spectrum of of Zimbabwe? If you yes, look in the I'm, middle, in terms of no, numbers, no, 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 where Triple C has one is the largest populous areas of Zimbabwe. I agree, but I'm just I'm just picking this to refer to which part of the country has voted for him. He's still not as popular as we would want him to think, or as you would want people to think that he is, because he lost. Either my statement. Joe, we'll leave it up to you. Let's wrap up. Last two minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's a shame what's been happening over there. But uh, you know, uh, there isn't much that we can do. The outcome has already been announced, and uh, we're now just chasing our tails from my perspective until the next run. So we better make a solid decision whether we go to the streets or we accept whatever we are not accepting for the next five years. Fantastic. Thank you so much, gentlemen. We appreciate that. We, we didn't hear your closing statements, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't no, want to we need to hear take the, on toes. No, no, no. We need to hear this. My it. closing statement is, let's see how it plays out. Let's give Triple C the opportunity. Uh, let's see what they present to the people. And let's see what what decision the courts do? Let's let's go through the all the processes of the election, the courts. After that, people can make their own decision. Whether it's Joe's decision of going to the streets, or it's Tina's of saying, "Yep, you've won your seventy-three seats in parliament. Recalibrate for the next five years. Take your seventy-three to one forty-one, which is the two-thirds yep. majority." Yep. Uh, so let's. The whole process play out rather than us jumping the gun to say, you know, let's go to Tina's option, let's go to Joe, Joe's option, let's let's go step by step, and then the people, the citizens, make a decision. As for now, as per the results re- announced by the Zimbabwean Electoral Commission, we say congratulations to His Excellency President Emerson Mnangagwa for his re-election. We wait to hear what the opposition says if they challenge it in court. We have to wait for the inauguration. So we'll keep you updated on Amajen's podcast. You know, it's been a, a very intense discussion. Um, we started with some laughs. Premier League, all our teams were happy. We had a bit of a emotional discussion as men about, you know, <laughs> infidelity. It was a bit emotional. And then we moved on to the Zimbabwean election. So again, watch this space. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Amagens Podcast. Again, follow us on www.amagenspodcast.com. If you want to listen to our podcast on the audio version on, on YouTube at Amagens Podcast, I want to thank the amazing Tinas and the amazing Joe, my beautiful co hosts. It's been another <laughs> amazing discussion. And then we'll have an awesome weekend. We'll come back to you for another week of Amagens Podcast. Thank you.